With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Trickeration. Welcome to Trickeration, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the Trickeration Podcast, your number one spot for stories about deception in sports. I'm your host, Matt Waxman, each week bringing you an offbeat sports tale you've hopefully never heard before. Last week, we went all in on a story involving Red Sox third baseman Wade Boggs and a pair of underwear that definitely didn't belong to Kirstie Alley. Check that one out if you haven't already. And next week, we'll hear the true story of how a smuggled potato ended a guy's baseball career. But today, on this very podcast, I'm speaking with a longtime professional golfer about the one shot in his life that was unlike any other. Good question. Have I ever purposely missed? Um, <laughs> uh, no, I never have. I've never given a shot in any way um, up to that point. Yeah, up to that point. Back in 2002, Len Matisse was one of the best golfers in the world. I was like top five that year as far as like hottest golfers. Uh, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, I think had won twice in that year as well. Only like three or four golfers had won multiple times. So I was like, I was one of the guys. The following year, Matisse would finish runner-up at the 2003 Masters. But on this day in 2002, he was playing a casual round at Pawtucket Country Club with his father-in-law, his neighbor, and another friend. It was a summer day. The weather was great, you know, a little bit of breeze. And it was fun because we were all giving each other needles. And uh, the three people that I was playing with, you know, they had been longtime friends. So uh, everybody's giving each other a hard time. So it was a lot of fun and just some good energy, good mojo going on. When a pro shows up at a country club, is that a big, exciting thing for them or that happens all the time? No, I think it is a big thing. I think it's an exciting thing. You know, it's not really the normal thing, especially a touring pro, whether the, it's a Champions Tour player or a PGA Tour player. So I think it is exciting, especially for the members who are playing with the pro, you know, because they get to see shots that they don't normally see. They get to see possibly four, five, six, seven birdies when nobody usually does that. 
And then word gets around maybe ahead of time. So you get other members to come out and watch or at least say hi, maybe to meet the pro that they watched on TV, uh, maybe sign some autographs. That's the unique thing about golf is that closeness of the same sport that people play. You can have that connection. And uh, that's that's a great thing. As per golf etiquette, Matisse started his day at Pawtucket in proper fashion. Before we went out and played the round, I just went into the golf shop to just say hi, introduce myself. And I think that's just a nice thing to do. And when I went into the golf shop above the door, I had noticed that they had the course record by the pro that had been there for a long time. I want to say 40 plus years was a guy named Les Kennedy. And he was the guy. I mean, he was the player in the Northeast. He was, you know, obviously the player in Rhode Island. And he had a lot of tournament wins. He played in U.S. Open twice. And he was not only a really good player, but he was that head professional at Pawtucket Country Club for at least 30 plus years. In 1944, Les Kennedy became the head pro at Pawtucket Country Club, a position he'd hold until his retirement in 1984. So anyway, the course record that he had was kind of set right there above the door. And if I remember right, it was 61. And of all things, par on that course is 69. So that's eight under par. And, you know, like you would think of all the years, right? Like what? I don't know how when that course record was set, but maybe 40 or 50 years worth, you would think that somebody would shoot lower than eight under par, but that was it. So I just kind of looked at it and I was like, yeah, eight under par, you know, 61, that's pretty cool. In 1970, Kennedy shot the low mark at his home course. But on this day, 50 years later, that record would be under attack. And I always remembered something that Ken Venturi and Byron Nelson would always say is when you go play a golf course, when you're a guest at some course when you're traveling on the road, you know, you want to know what the course record is. And if the local pro, like the head pro, you know, made it. And if it did, you'd never beat it, you know? And I always thought that was like, wow, that's really respectful and, and kind of fun and all that. And when they said, if the head pro has the record, what would be the reason why you wouldn't beat it? Well, you know, like, you know, here you come in for a round of golf and this guy, usually, you know, they're there for 20 or 30 or 40 years. And, you know, they're working, they're playing, they're giving lessons. They have this relationship with the club and the members. So you come in for one round, you happen to have a really good round and you beat this thing. Nobody really knows you, but they have this relationship with the pro. And do pros have a sort of an unwritten rule like, hey, when we go to courses that regular people are playing. Let's not try and blitz these things and, and shatter all the records. I think the older, and I say the older, maybe like the guys who were ages 40 to 80, you know, I think that was more of a thing because in the 60s and 70s and even 80s, the pros were more at clubs for longer periods of time. Kind of like baseball players, you know, or football players playing their career with the same team. So you had that relationship of this really well-known pro that did a lot for the club over 30 or 40 years, and he was a good player, and he had the course record. So I think nowadays it's more relaxed, and uh, 
you know, less personal and yeah, and guys, guys are trying to shoot as low as possible and get that course record and, and move on. Up until that point, Matisse had only one course record to his name. That was, uh, at the Robert Trent Jones golf trail in Alabama. They have all these state golf courses and my second stage of Q school one year, I shot a 65. And at that time, that was the new course record that was down in Mobile, Alabama. So, um, that was my only course record. So, you know, it wasn't like this was happening all the time and stuff. And when you play a course like Pawtucket Country Club, what are the main differences between that course and when you're playing a course on the PGA Tour? Like, what's the main difference between a course you're playing for millions of dollars versus a course you're playing with your father-in-law? All in all, it's kind of very similar to what we play. I'd say there's probably 15 courses on PGA Tour that are very similar to Pawtucket. And what you would describe Pawtucket as an old-style, tree-line golf course, very close together. It's easy to walk, a little hilly-rolly, and the greens are very hard as far as tough to putt because they're so sloped. The one thing that jumps out at Pawtucket is that it's a par 69. You know, on PGA Tour courses, it could be a par 70, 71, 72. And the reason why it's a 69 is it only has one par five on the whole course. That's the only difference. But in that sense, Pawtucket may play a little harder because usually the pros kill the par fives because we hit it longer. We're able to power on, maybe knock the ball on in two and have an eagle try or a definite birdie. So when there's only one par five, it actually can be a little bit harder because Usually pros for par fours, we don't really overpower those. When you play a fun round like this that doesn't have as stakes as high as when you play on tour, are you as locked in or are you having a hot dog, drinking a beer, playing in shorts? Like, What's the difference for you playing a round like that versus playing a, a professional round? Well, it is casual in that sense that, you know, it's, it's more relaxed. You know, I'm helping reading the other guy's putts. You know, like we're finding a ball over in the trees. But when you go play, you want to hit the shots that you're capable of hitting. And usually for all pros, we want to make as many birdies as possible in every round just because it's good training. You know, so then we go out in the tournament play and it's it's the same type of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm out there. Sure. I'm out there trying to make five to ten birdies around. Absolutely. All right, time for a quick break. On the other side, Matisse is forced to make a fateful decision that could alter the history books. You know, everybody was kind of getting all jacked up about it, but they were all rooting for me, like, get the 60, you know, come on. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Len's round begins inauspiciously as he pars the first hole in bogey's number two. So, you know, it's like, oh man, I'm in bogey. And then I started making a couple birdies. He makes the turn at three under, meaning he would need to shoot five under on the back nine to tie the record, six under to break it. And then I got hot on the back and I started making some birdies on 11 and 12 and 14, 15. Before we get to 18, if you could just tell me, like, how much were you thinking about the course record as you were playing? Yeah, well, on the front nine, no. And really, I didn't even know what my score was until like 17 green. And again, I really, through that back nine, I was just trying to make birdies because that's what we, that's what we're programmed to do. It just never really dawned on me that that was actually happening to me during the round. And do the players you're playing with realize that you were potentially closing in on a course record? They were excited. I could kind of see, you know, like, you know, everybody was kind of getting all jacked up about it but they were all rooting for me like get the 60 you know come on so take me to the tee shot on 18 tell me what happens there sure so just to you know be really clear on what's happening par 69 61's a course record and at that point i was eight under par so i was one birdie away from breaking the course record shooting 60 which also would be my lowest score. I had shot 63 before, but I'd never shot 62, 61, 60. So I need birdie for 60. I hit the drive just in the right rough. Pin was in the front left. And I hit a sand wedge up there, like from 100 yards, about 12 feet from the hole. And when I got up there... Uh, at that point, I knew that this was going to be a big deal. You know, Rhode Island is a very small state, golf rich. You know, like there's so many good golf courses. People are passionate about golf. And it's a very small state in the sense of, you know, that, that word gets around. You know, like you think about Florida, how big the state is. Word might get around in the town. But you're talking about a whole word can easily get around the whole state in the golf circles. So it kind of hit me on that green that, wow, I make this putt. It's official. It's a 60. And 
that's a that's a big deal. So it took me about 20 seconds to think, is it worth it? Is it worth it me trying to make this putt and actually <laughs> changing what had been for 40 years? So everybody was every like the three guys were ready. I mean, they were ready, like they were ready for me to make it, you know, just because of the, the momentum and the way it was going and stuff. And I didn't say, oh, I'm just, I'm not going to, I didn't, you know, like I didn't let anybody know. I just, I intentionally missed, you know, it's a left to right break and I aimed to the right and I just made a, a, a normal stroke. So I knew I was going to miss it for like two or three feet. Setting a new course record was no longer in play, but Matisse still had one more decision to make. And then I had like about a three footer. And if I tapped that in for 61, Les Kennedy would not have had the course record. He would have then shared the course record. And I wasn't even going to do that. At that point, I just picked the ball up. And the guys looked at me like, what are you doing, you know? And I said, I'm good. When I picked the ball up intentionally, it wasn't then an official round. It was basically an incomplete round. And what was your playing partner's reaction when you picked it up? They were shocked. And then they quickly said, that's a classy move. And then we went upstairs and had a drink. Do you go back to the clubhouse and, and are people talking about it? They were like, you know, 10 or 20 people around that outside deck area. And I think word just kind of got around, you know, we just, we kind of downplayed it, you know, like, yeah, Len had a great round. He made like, you know, eight birdies, nine birdies, whatever. And we just kind of, you know, what do you shoot? Oh, it was like 62 or three. Even if Matisse had tried to make the 10-footer for the course record, there was no guarantee he would have made it. But not all 10-footers are created equal. Just how difficult was this putt? That putt was probably uh, not much break. I mean, one cup, you know, we were talking like three inch break, a little left to right, and it was probably a 30% chance that I make it, maybe 50% chance. So even if I tried to make that putt, would I have made it? Maybe, maybe not. But I wasn't gonna give that, uh, that, that chance. You know, from what all accounts I was told about Les Kennedy, that guy deserved it. I mean, there's no way that I was going to take that uh, take that away from the pro that had been there for that long. Just it just wasn't going to happen, and that's how that's how I wanted it to go. Earlier this summer, Les Kennedy's 61 was tied by a junior at Notre Dame who calls Pawtucket his home course. Search for Len Matisse's name in the Pawtucket Country Club history books and you'll find no record of it, which is exactly how he wanted it. All right, that is it for this week. Thank you to Len Matisse for chatting with me about this story that's long been on my radar. Hope you enjoyed hearing this one and I hope it inspires you to go out there and not break records in whatever sport you play. If you're liking these kinds of stories and would like to hear more, please take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have ideas for future episodes involving sports deception, please send me an email at the tip line at trickerationnation at gmail.com. And as we do every week, we check in with the legend, Chris, Mad Dog Russo. Chris, how do we do this week? Maddie, good job. Keep up the good work, pal. Thanks, Chris. All right. See you next week. 
Trickeration is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.